2: Premier Structures is located in Athens, Alabama, and serves all of North Alabama, and is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. To find your career with Premier Structures, go to premierstructures.com or give them a call at 256-232-2092. Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. Check them out at bobsykes.com.
1: Sometimes life brings you a moment you always will remember
2: or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motor Homes. Fuquay's Southern Soul Food is available at two locations. One in Rogersville in the Foodland Shopping Center on Highway 72 and one in Hartsell at 711 Nanceford Road. Enjoy the salad bar and various delicious meats, vegetables, desserts on the all-you-can-eat buffet. Open Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Go see my friends at Fuquay Southern Soul Food in Rogersville or Hartsel, and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. Hey, folks, it's pumpkin season. At Jay Calvert Farms, they are a family farm trying to bring customers the best quality produce that they can buy. Located at 30 County Road 260, Coleman, Alabama, you can give them a call at 256-636-2752 or email jcalvertfarms at gmail.com or check out their website at jcalvertfarms.com. And did I mention it's pumpkin season? Get over to J. Calvert Farms and find out what we know about this very special farming family. That's J. Calvert Farms in Coleman, Alabama. J. Calvert Farms is a proud member of Sweet Grown Alabama.
1: Hello, I'm Gene Stallings, and this is the Mark White Show. Get off the sideline and get involved and make a difference in your community.
0: You are listening to the Mark White Show. My daddy is your host, Mark White.
2: Welcome to an on-location edition of the Mark White Show, coming to you from Talladega, Alabama, as I have with me Buddy Hooper, the alabama foster and adoptive parent association president glad to have him here at the 2023 conference welcome back to the mark white show buddy hooper
1: i appreciate it mark Uh, we're just happy to have you here and promoting our conference and everything you've been doing recently for for our foster parent association
2: happy to do it and my connection as i've mentioned on the show before my grandparents adopted three children in the nineteen fifties and then my grandparents took guardianship of me when i was nine years old officially took me and my brother into their home and raised us and so we've got the kinship and we've also raised my nephew as well and he's now twenty two years old as i just mentioned to you so a lot of this hits close to home when we're talking about adoption i had a brother that was in foster care as well And so this is something that's very important to me and seeing these families here represented to come to this conference and to learn more, be educated by some people who have some serious knowledge and be able to impart that is a really good thing to be able to do today and over the next couple of days.
1: Well, thank you for that. And uh, many of us are kind of like you. We've, we've, We've been involved with foster care and I'm speaking to my family. We fostered, we adopted, and we did kinship care. We currently have a 13-year-old at home that we adopted who is our granddaughter. And uh, so it, we all kind of get into all the different aspects of it, but uh, we're happy to have all the speakers that were here this week. We've got them as far away as Oklahoma coming to speak to us on fetal alcohol syndrome and uh people from here within the state speaking on subjects that uh, parents need to know about about how to take care of the children in their home buddy how did you come
2: to have the guests that you do how was that selected as far as picking the topics that you thought might be important to these families
1: well we have suggestions even coming from state dhr they say you know our Parents need this topic or that topic and so we've got a lot of partners here in the state. Uh, Alabama Post Adoption Connections helps us with workshops Uh, and so we're able to draw from the workshops they do and of course we've got state DHR people here helping do the training and uh, so we've got a wealth of information here in Alabama. But uh, our person from out of state is, happens to be Karen Potet, who is the president of the National Foster Parent Association, and she came to join us this week.
2: And she adopted herself, two sisters, and she shared that story, and she talked about the fact that the children had, had a mother that had consumed alcohol during their birth. During the pregnancy and it caused some damage to to one of them especially and so that does connect with these families when they have similar circumstances and they can hear someone be able to share their own story and then relate to that
1: yeah and we were glad to see that uh this this uh chapel here at chaco springs was pretty well full for her workshop and uh, you know covid over the past couple of years has cut down on our numbers we used to average about three hundred and fifty at this conference and this is the first time in three years that we've been over two hundred again. So we we were very glad to see over two hundred people attend this time.
2: When I had you on the show last, you and Keith Lohorn, there was no such thing as COVID at the time. Right. That was prior to that. <laughs> right. And we talked about the different chapters across the state, the importance of the foster and adoptive parent associations and how they help and impact these families that want to be adoptive parents and be foster parents one of the speakers was Leslie Hales and she spoke about life after adoption that was one of the the classes I was able to sit through she did a very good job because for for people who age out so to speak yeah the life after that there's still that trauma there that they carry with them and still some reluctance to match some of the milestones that maybe many of us do at adulthood and so she addressed those challenges i think that was very helpful because a lot of these parents they're raising them as children but they realize that one day most of these young people are going to be out on their own and they're concerned about what kind of life they'll have beyond this
1: well it is a big concern for a lot of parents uh, adoptive parents and, and foster parents where they, they have adopted these children at a young age, and, and now they're adults. And uh, many of them still, uh, I guess they're adults age-wise, but they're not always adults chronologically or uh, emotionally or right. whatever. And, right, uh, mentally. So and they still yes. have to have a lot of support from parents, and we have parents that are willing to do that.
2: We have a lot of aunts and uncles and grandparents oh, yeah. and those who've taken on th- their loved ones, family members, not necessarily adoption, not necessarily foster care, but just the grandmother who's taking care of a grandchild or multiple grandchildren, like my grandmother did over and over, generation after generation. And they need our support. We've talked about this with Keith Lohorn as parents, as, grandpa- as grandparents, as parents before on the show, and how important it is for them to have support. Where does the Alabama Foster and Adopted Parent Association step in to try to help those with kinship?
1: Well, we're supporting kinship now more than ever through information, through helping them with resources, uh, a lot of different things. And education, we, it's a difficult thing to get the information out to kinship parents because we don't have a list like we do for foster parents that we can just contact them right so it's more of a one-on-one or facebook posting things on facebook about it and to try to get information out there now at this conference this year we've got more kinship parents here than ever before and uh just off the top of my head i think we have 12 to 15 grandparents here who are raising their grandchildren
2: and that's not surprising my grandparents took it on back in the 80s with me and my brother. And so it was a time period where that wasn't as common. And now it's very much a common thing to see a grandparent
1: raising a grandchild. Well, I think it's, it's been common. It hasn't been recognized as much as it is now. We see it more now because, uh, uh, different, different things, you know, and we try to publicize it, you know, for, for every one child in foster care, there's like, I forget the numbers it's astronomical sometimes it's like 75 grandparents raising a grandchild or something you know it's it's a it's a big number. In just a
2: few minutes I'll be talking to Brandon Bishop who's the president of the Madison Foster and Adoptive Parent Association let's get the information out to those who are listening statewide how they
1: can connect with the Alabama Foster and Adoptive Parent Association. Several different ways one of them is our website And that's AFAPA.org. That's the acronym for Alabama Foster Adoptive Parent Association. And uh, we have a lot of information on our website. We also have a toll-free number, 888-545-2372. They can reach us that way. Email is the best way if you want direct contact. And that's a simple one. It's AFAPA at AFAPA.org. Excellent. Buddy Hooper, glad
2: to have you back on the Mark White Show to share about this conference. Glad that it can be back on track as we talked about post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Things Things are improving, I believe, and we'll start to see more and more families participate. And I hope that someone listening will want to connect with the Alabama Foster and Adoptive Parent Association because of this, this conversation today. Thank you, Mark. Folks, when we come back, we're going to have Brandon Bishop, who's the president of the Madison County Foster and Adoptive Parent Association. I'm coming to you from Shoco Springs in Talladega, Alabama. I hope you'll stick with us. You are listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark White.
1: make a difference. All we have to do is try. Yeah, every day's a chance to change somebody else's life. Let's all do something good today.
0: This is Cora White inviting you to tune in every Saturday The Cora's Corner on the Mark White Show.
2: Chick-fil-A Decatur, Alabama is a supporter of the Mark White Show and we appreciate their support. You can visit one of the two locations at Chick-fil-A on Beltline Road and Chick-fil-A Highway 31 South in Decatur. Marmac Real Estate has eight offices throughout the state of Alabama. That includes Decatur, Hartzell, Coleman, Florence, Killen, Muscle Shoals, Orange Beach, and Dauphin Island. There are more than 140 agents throughout Alabama. You can easily reach one of those agents by going to marmac.us and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. For all of your concrete needs in North Alabama, contact Esteban Tovar with Tovar Construction Company. With free estimates and quality work, no job is too big or too small. Give Tovar Construction a call at 256-216-7555 or 256-321-5989. You can also see some of their great work at Tovar Construction Co. LLC on Facebook. and we're back we're coming to you from talladega alabama at the alabama foster and adoptive parent association conference 2023 i'm glad to have brandon bishop and christy bryant along with edie lowhorn welcome to the mark white show folks thanks for having us
5: thank you mark good to see you hello
2: Glad to have you. Madison County folks representing Madison County Foster and Adoptive Parent Association. And Brandon, you're the president of the organization there in North Alabama? Yes, sir. What is your role as president with the Madison County Foster and Adoptive Parent Association? Um,
3: I guess uh, Edie and Christy tell me what to do and I go out and do it. (laughs) Are you a foster parent yourself? I am. I am. My wife, Trina, and I, we've been fostering um, eight and a half years now. So we've had a little over twenty-five or twenty-six children in that amount of time. It kind of blurs together after, after a few. So, what
2: took you from the role of foster parent to saying that I want to be a part of this organization, and not only that, but to be president and lead the way for Madison
3: County? Never really wanted to be president. It just happened. But <laughs> no, we. Uh, I've always had a heart for serving and giving back, and and. Was helping out with some other organizations before McFAPA, and uh, there's an opportunity to come on and came on, help uh, bring it back from, I guess, dormancy. They were trying to get it back going and growing it, and and luckily we've been able to grow it over the last uh, five years, six years or so. And how long did you say you've been a foster parent? We, eight and a half? Mm-hmm. Our oldest biological son is eight now, and we got licensed about five, six months before he was born. And what was it that gave you that desire, you and your wife, to be foster parents? Wasn't part of the plan, um, but we were trying to have our own children at the time. Um, Both healthy, wasn't the right timing, and lots of uh, these God winks and God moments happened. And um, I like to say Celine Dion is the one that pushed us over the edge because we uh, uh, we watched the uh, Home for the Holidays special and, you know, Success stories of adoption, foster care, sob stories. So we're sitting there crying, and we said, "Okay, maybe we need to check it out and see." So we got into it, got application put in, and I guess a couple of months later, we're in the classes. Um, and then from there, crazier and and more kids. And we've got three biological children now of our own. So um, I think six or seven weeks into our foster licensing classes found out my wife was pregnant, of course, and um, we continued our license, got it, and here we
2: are. How many children have you had come through your house in the eight, eight and a half years that you've been
3: a foster Um, parent? Between long-term, short-term, and respite, I would say maybe a little over 30, Um, but as far as those that we took in, um, took placement of, I guess, I think 26 is that number. So a lot. (laughs) (laughs) What prepares someone to be a foster parent because
2: i I see it as one of those things that you can only explain so much and then it's hands-on learning as you go and there's going to be a lot of challenges
3: that you couldn't address in say a a training class uh yeah every child's different every situation's different um you kind of just uh i think early on we said jesus and communication that's all you need jesus and communication that's all you need um and it takes a lot of jesus and a lot of communication to, to To be able to go because each child has their own set of challenges i guess Um, and it's it's been a wild ride but um, we love this crazy life
2: what can you take back from a conference like this at the alabama state level to madison county that can help your work as a local
3: organization well just the the ability to connect those across the state with each other just knowing they're not alone that there are others out there to support or help or just lend an ear to Um, but a lot of the sessions here are are informative and we can take that back and when situations arise in our county um, yeah we can point them to the resources that were here at the conference
2: as I mentioned we have Christy Bryant as well as Edie Lowhorn and Christy welcome to the show here glad to have you today
4: Thanks for having me.
2: And you're on the board for the Madison County chapter?
4: I am, that's correct, as well as the state with Brandon. Okay,
2: and what brought you to the table, so to speak, to be a part of the Foster and Adoptive Parent Association?
4: So me and my husband, we have been foster parents almost 13 years ourselves now. And so um, we don't have any biological children. We have adopted both of our children. Um, one through foster care and then the other um, through a private adoption and so we both have a, a heart for doing this in the community
2: and as Brandon mentioned say five years ago the organization was rather dormant and I believe his word that was used
4: oh my goodness the resources when we started um, you it's it pales in comparison when we started you know we were taking on costs and doing the things ourselves and you know we had our friends and family buying things and helping us you know in in that regards and now we have this whole support system and network that helps us to be able to um afford to the children to be able to help them with the things that they're going to need to make it easier for them and to be able to get the things that they need and so we help each other and i think that's a lot of what why brandon and edie and myself that's how we've come to know each other you know it's not just something that we're on a board with one another we talk on on a daily basis and so You know, we always have things going on, and I mean, we're committed to this cause of being able to to give back and making sure that that we're taking care of these children.
2: Christy, what were some of the things that were not in place five years ago that are in place now that makes it a benefit to those children in Madison County so
4: one of the large things that I think that we're doing now and I think that we do it really well I'll give an example we have a page on Facebook as an example that where we take and we post and so any of our foster adoptive and kinship families are able to go on to this um, Facebook page and they're able to claim those um, things that are posted on there so if I have something and I'm in the Madison um, city limits so if I have something I can post it and somebody can just come and pick it up and so people can literally claim the things that they need and we do a really great job so we have different organizations in town that are donating to us daily that um, brand new items some of them are used items some of them are things that foster parents have used you know well loved but um, we're able to recycle them to each other to get them to the families that need them and i think we're doing a really good jobs of being good stewards of the things that we have to be able to get them to the other families and to me it's a huge savings to be able to get that to the other families
2: edie lowhorn when i was talking to buddy hooper in the first segment we were talking about the level of kinship in this arena and a lot more kinship has taken place over the years and taking care of saying grandparents taking care of grandkids aunts and uncles As you know my grandparents raised me and we talked about with you and Keith the last show that we did we talked about grandparents as parents Mm -hmm. and so kinship is a big part of this when it comes to children who are being taken care of not in foster care not adopted but just simply a family member taking on the challenge of raising
5: these children yeah there's a lot of um, relatives who are raising children in their family that did not go through the state or who are not legally in the system, um, that have just been dropped off or ask a family member, can you take care of my child? Because I can't take care of them, but I don't want them in the system. Um, But the numbers, I don't know if Buddy told you, the new numbers have come out, and he just told me at dinner I haven't got the new numbers, but he said even in Madison County, the numbers tripled since last year of relatives raising a child in their family. And not all of them are through DHR. So, you know, Keith and I are raising, we've adopted grandchildren. Um, so, you know, it's got a special place in our heart. We're the, we're the kinship people. That's why I was brought on the board for MACFAPA to be over the kinship, because we've never fostered. We have adopted now. But that, That's what our passion is, is to make things better for grandfamilies or kinship families.
2: And I think that's good for there to be an awareness of that. For grandparents who may be out there taking care of their grandkids because how it happens sometimes it's not through a system it's a parent has a need yep. for whatever reason that someone else take care of their child and because it's family it's easier to make that transfer absolutely. grandmother and granddaddy they find themselves one day without grandkids and the next day they've got grandkids to raise
5: absolutely I talked to a lady today who's here at the conference and she has two grandchildren and both of them from two different children, and they just said, "Mom, I can't do it." And they brought them over to her house, and she's raising them with no help whatsoever. But she's here to get resources and learn how to do things a little bit different, and to try to find some help without going into the system. But it's every day more families are popping up into this into this. Hate to say epidemic, but that's basically what it's become.
2: And that's a great way to tie it back into the Alabama conference. Here we are today at the Alabama Foster and Adoptive Parent Association Conference where people from all over the state, from north to south, east to west, come and find resources and tools, as Buddy said, for their toolkit, to be (laughs) able to have people that have some knowledge and some experience and can be able to say, well, that's something I've gone through too, and make that connection because a community has to be built to support each other as the slogan, it takes a village and we are the village.
5: That's Everybody here is part of this village and everybody here has another village outside of here. And if they don't, then they need to let people know because we will take them in and they can be a part of our village because every one of us needs help. I mean, we're raising kids that we didn't give birth to and you know we're doing it willingly, but everybody can always use extra help. So that village, it can be anybody.
2: Brandon, let's close this segment out and talk about how people can connect with the Madison County Foster and Adoptive Parent Association.
3: Yeah, so you can go to, um, it's mcfapa.live, so it's Um That's our website. You can go there and find all the resources and ways to connect. Um, facebook.com, just at mcfapa. Um, those are the two main sources for info for us Um, but we do meet monthly typically uh, at the rock family worship center we have our own trainings monthly for our county so you know we'd love foster adoptive kinship families to reach out and and get connected christy
2: bryant brandon bishop Edie lowhorn thank you for joining me here on the mark white show today thank you you. folks again you can check out at the state level afapa.org glad to be coming to you from the 2023 alabama foster and adoptive parent conference here in talladega alabama i hope that you've enjoyed this show and that you'll share it with your family your friends and your neighbors let them know about the mark white show and what we're doing to make a difference in our communities around the country and the world i want you to follow the mark white show on facebook and instagram and subscribe to the mark white show podcast wherever you get your podcast you have been listening to another edition of the mark white show and this is mark white encouraging you to find your purpose by making a difference in someone's life today
0: With the Bible at the foundation, with all of our curriculum from pre-K to 12, ABS has something unique to offer. Find out more information at AthensBible.com.
1: These are my kind of people